we are back for another great episode of Black Equity Podcast. I'm definitely excited about this conversation today. Uh, joining me on today's episode is Soul Lorraine. Welcome to Black Equity. How are you doing today? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. For those who don't know who you are, just introduce yourself and tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. Hello, I'm Sola Rain, and I'm a multidisciplinary artist. Um, so I do things like dancing and modeling and content creating, as well as art direction and design. Okay, well, okay, multidiscipline. I like this. I like this. When did you know that you were a multidiscipline artist? When did this come? When did you realize that this is who you were? Um, I think that I've known this for a really long time, maybe around the age of nine. Um, but I will say that all of the arts for me definitely inform each other. So I started off, I'm originally from Boulder, Colorado, and I started off just doing gymnastics. And then to get better at gymnastics, my parents put me into dance class. And then dance class led me to the art school that I went to for middle school and high school which then led me to another art school for college and then just being in the world of all of the arts. Um, so I just say everything informed the next step, which informed the next step, which informed the next step, which I probably found around the age of nine. <laughs> okay, so let's walk through this. I think there's some gems in your journey that a lot of other people can pick up. And I'm really just curious. I'm just a curious person. So. When you say one led to the to the other, yeah. how did you know that this thing that was coming in front of you was something that you wanted to pursue and know more about? Was it immediately handed to you and you said, oh, perfect? Or was it something where you it had to grow on you and you had to try it out to see if it was something you were interested in? You know, I think that it was a mixture of the two. So when I was saying I originally started with gymnastics, my parents putting me in gymnastics classes, and then um, we started doing dance classes to help the gymnastics, you know, to make your gymnastics better. Um, from there, when I started doing more dance classes, I started going to, it's called Cleo Parker Robinson Dance in Denver, Colorado. And it's an African-American dance company, amazing, very historic here in Colorado. So I started going there for dance classes. And then someone told me about Denver School of the Arts, which is a class, like a school that you have to audition to get into. And so I was always a gymnast, but then I started dancing. So then I was like, oh, I can be a dance major at the school. I might as well audition. So then I auditioned and then I got into the school. While I was in that school, um, somebody from Stars TV, cause it's based here in Colorado, saw me and was like, I would love for you to do some commercials for me. So that's how I started getting into the more modeling and the acting. Um, so I kind of think it's just been step-by-step. Step. Then graduating and then going to school, I went to university in Philadelphia at the University of the Arts. And there I started like modeling more and more. Um, New York was right there. So I would go to New York sometimes on the weekends and do shoots and all of it was just very natural and organic. Um, I did have to stop and think and like, hmm, is this something I want to do? But I always try to 
bleed with whatever feels good to my soul. So if it's something that genuinely feels good, then yes. But I also am very logical in the fact that um, I have to think about things for a while. But <laughs> but if it's happening organically, I think it's meant to be. Well, you're, you're kind of taking uh, my next question with, with that last part. And I'm wondering, with all these different opportunities that come across your desk, you know, what is that process that you go through? I know you talked about if it feels good and uh, having the logical thinking, but how do you assess a really great opportunity from something that may just be a distraction from your ultimate goal? Yes, um, actually I had to deal with this for the last year. Um, I have an opportunity, which to some people might look amazing and to others, not so much, um, but it's kind of in the reality TV space. I think that you really have to know yourself. You have to know yourself as an artist and like that is super important. And I think that takes a while. Like I feel I am just now getting into that space where I know the mark that I wanna leave on the world instead of just trying to like survive in New York City or survive in Los Angeles. Um, so now that I'm in this space where I'm like, ooh, I get to decide who I wanna be and what I wanna do. I think that's when all of that starts to happen. But if you're just trying to survive and you have to, you know, eat, then it's like, okay, you have to do, you know, some things that may not connect or reflect your soul 100%, but just hopefully it helps build you to the next level that you want to go to. So you bring up a, a very interesting point. You're in a space now where you can create yourself and be whoever you want to be. So who have you decided to, what are you creating right now? And what have you decided? Well, I have decided to own the fact that I have many talents. Um, for a long time, I was like so stressed out because I had a lot of mentors and older people that were telling me, you know, you need to choose one thing and you need to focus on one thing. And so originally, um, dancing was always my one thing. And there was this dance company in Philadelphia that I was enamored with prior to going to Philadelphia. And so they had a second company underneath their first company for like younger dancers to be in. And so when I went to school, I started dancing in the second company, but being in a second company, you get to see the first company. And that is where I started to realize, I was like, oh no, this is not what I wanna do. <laughs> Um, and it's, you know, it's frightening when your dream, you like see it in real life and you're like, oh no. Right. Um, so from there, that's when I started, like I was still dancing and I've been able to dance in dance companies while also modeling and doing different things and acting. But that is kind of where I was like, okay, can I do all of these things, you know? And I think that COVID helped me realize how important it is to have so many different, I guess, tools in your toolbox and pull them out whenever, because you just never know, especially just in this industry and in the gig industry, when something is just going to be done. So it's like, how many different things can you have um, that make you stand out, that make you unique? Um, yeah, but that's, I guess that's what I was trying to say. So this to me brings up another great topic so a lot of times as 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 you were told uh we're told to do one thing 
focus on that one thing and master that one thing and that that's the thing that you're going to do so people spend 10 years doing this one thing that they might not even love they might not even be that great at they're just going to do the one thing because it may have a high price tag to it or whatever it may be mm-hmm. as a multi-disciplined artist why do you think many people give that advice of going after the one thing i think that because people are probably looking out for your best interest, honestly. I think that it's hard to be successful in multiple genres of anything. Um, Also, life is just hard. You never know the factors that are gonna come into your life and pull you away from or distract you from whatever your focus is. So I think that having one thing, honestly, is just kind of like, you just know. You know, it's easier to go through life with a focus, with blinders on. So I think that's why people suggest. I could see that. I could see that, hey, if you put the, whatever it is, 10,000 hours mm-hmm. into a particular craft, then you'll start seeing the yield of your results. But I feel like part of being really successful at something also is you know, knowing what the core strengths are of that particular element and knowing if you have those core strengths so it's one thing to just go after the one thing but if you don't have the necessary strengths for that one thing then you're almost shooting yourself in the foot because you're, you're you're setting yourself up for failure over and over and over again right exactly so i guess the one thing that you should focus on should be something that <laughs> plays to your strengths <laughs> right but so how do you how do you know that though how did how did you know when someone came to you and said hey you know what about modeling? How did you know that that would be a strength for you or the other different areas that you embarked on? Right. Um, so I didn't really know, and it was trial and error. Okay. I think that some people give themselves time to have trial and error and others don't. I think that for me personally, it's fantastic. And I wouldn't feel complete if I didn't have that time to try different things. I I'm a huge believer in like playing around and trying things, whether it's food or travel or art forms or jobs. I think that just makes you a more well-rounded person. Um, So I think it's good to try, 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 (laughs) try new things. Speaking of try, there's going to be some people who listen to this episode and they're going to want to partner with you. They're going to want to collaborate with you. They're going to want to uh, bring you in on a project. What type of projects interest you? What type of uh, areas could you see yourself lending your artistry to? Um, That's a good question. I think that there's a lot of different things. And recently I've been kind of broadening my horizons and kind of getting out of just like dancing and modeling. Um, I am very interested in design and curation, whether that's art. I've had like mentors that have helped bring me into that space. So that is something that I'm looking forward to doing and a business that I like more want to grow myself as well as getting my master's. I wanna go back to school and just get a master's. Um, So yeah, those were, I guess the next projects but I can help people in very many different ways, whether it be dancing or choreography. Um, I'm also yoga certified. 
So I do lots of yoga. I can teach yoga. Um, fashion. Wait a second. When did yoga come into play here? I know. <laughs> when did that happen? I kind of left it out. Um, so my mother, being from Boulder, Colorado, we're kind of a little bit of the hippies, black hippies. And so I just had been going, well, my mom chants, she meditates, she chants. And so I just started going with her to all of these things. Um, so I started doing Bikram yoga when I was really young. And so Bikram, he's, you know, the yoga teacher that has a lot of publicity right now, but he actually has yoga competitions. So while I was dancing, this was mostly in high school, um, I did his yoga competitions which were so amazing because you get to go, you have to win your particular state and then you go yeah. to international competition and you see people from everywhere. You get to just mingle and meet. I remember like seeing this huge black guy, like he was jacked, like so many muscles and he walks up to me, he's like, oh, hello there. So <laughs> just being exposed to all different people from all yeah. the worlds who love yoga. Um, yeah, I did that in high school. Where was that? You said it was international. Where was it located? So this, the international competition was in Los Angeles. So he just went okay. to Los Angeles. Yeah. Cool, cool. Okay. So you have these different uh, disciplines. You're attracting different opportunities um, into your life. Have you ever had to deal with a situation where things didn't work out? where I know you're talking about trial and error. So let's talk about the, I guess, the era just for a second. What do you do when you have a situation where you try something out, it isn't for you. You kind of talked about that earlier. How do you bounce back from, you know, having uh, a small failure in your life? Yeah, I think that you bounce back just depending on if it's really something that you want to do. You know, it's something that you can't let go of. It's something that you cannot stop thinking about. I think that's when you know. It's just that sometimes opportunities arise, but you're not particularly ready for that opportunity at that moment. And I've definitely had that happen to me. I think that anyone that has been in the art space and they've gone to audition and audition and audition, you just get really comfortable with failing. And I know that. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but it is because you learn something about yourself each time that you try to do something. Um, so you can take it back to the drawing board and you can kind of manipulate things. But I think that there's so much beauty in trying and trying again, as I said earlier. I think that a lot of times we want instant success and I don't really know I mean, yes, sure, a lot of people are super lucky with things, but I think that there's something so beautiful in the process. Um, I think that the problem more so is people aren't particularly so passionate about their focus or that is not exactly in alignment with who they are. And that's why people will give up on something or start something else and give up on it because it's not exactly in tune with who they are. But when something, a dream is in tune with exactly who you are, then there's nothing that's going to really get you, you know, let you stop you. Um, I know like Will Smith had said, you know, he doesn't have plan B because it distracts from plan A. And right. I agree with that. Dope, dope. And I'm loving your answers, by the way. You're, you're very articulate 
in uh, describing um, kind of how you see the world. And so I appreciate that. Okay. So the next thing I, I really am interested in uh, knowing from you, um, what, what do you believe has been your greatest success so far? I think my greatest success is finding out who I am and mm. what I say in the world. But to other people, I guess my biggest success would be the particular clients that I have modeled for, the dance companies that I have been in or yeah, things of that nature. Okay, now you, you're going to make me go a little bit deeper here. Hmm? How did you know you found yourself? Well, I think that you don't actually ever really find yourself, right? Okay. But um, I know, I remember asking my mom that one time. I was like, when do you know who you are? <laughs> and she was like, you don't ever really know who you are. Right. Um, but I, like, I, okay, all of my experiences have now informed and created this artistic person that I want to start pushing more. So mm. I think it was all again from playing and trial and error. You know, I just slowly started putting these little pieces together and just to, you know, become my full self. Now, do you see yourself as a brand? Do, do you make that correlation or do you not see yourself as an actual brand? How, how are you navigating that space? It's very interesting. Um, I'm starting to now see myself as a brand. I didn't realize that before because I felt like I would always do jobs, um, whether it's dancing or it's modeling. And even the things that I would put on Instagram, they wouldn't be from myself because I wasn't producing them, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would, it'd be from a shoot or it'd be from this. Um, so I think that during COVID, it's been nice because I've been able to like kind of really curate and put out the things that I want to put out, um, which is really fun. And I think it's great for all um, artists to have that opportunity. But I'm um, sorry, what was the original question? Can you refresh oh. my memory? Oh, I was just asking. Um, I don't remember the exact question. You didn't, got, you didn't try to stump me now. <laughs> Uh, but I do have another question for you. Okay. All right. So earlier you said not having to worry about the LA and the New York um, survival, like surviving in those uh, kind of environments. And then I know we talked about COVID. Do you think there's about to be a change in the, the world of artistry where everything is not necessarily going to be dependent on New York and LA as it once was? Do you think there's about to be a shift? I do. I think that it's already starting to happen. A ton of my friends have left. I've actually been splitting my time between Colorado and Los Angeles during COVID. Um, you know, Atlanta is booming. It's been booming for a few years. But I think that what we're realizing is that more creators are able to do these things without the huge studios. And a lot of clients are going to smaller like creators to make things. I was watching on TikTok, this girl made a whole Sprite commercial in her dorm room. Wow. And it was amazing and it was so beautiful, but it's like now just with technology and um, 
we're just starting to produce things. And I think that, yeah, we will definitely see a shift in where things are. How do you think that changes the industry overall? I think that it will really change the industry because the thing that's amazing about New York and Los Angeles and all these different places where artists flock is the fact that the artists are flocking there. So you definitely have a community of people. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see the difference, but maybe, you know, it will start traveling to different places and maybe there'll be more summits and like meetups and all these different things in different areas. Um, but yeah, I, think I love that separate a little bit. <laughs> I think I, I actually am looking forward to it being more spread out and it kind of having more of an even playing field. Hopefully we'll see where it isn't just these five studios or these, you know, the, the majors, even in music where mm -hmm. all the majors are taking over is really going back to the creatives themselves. So I'm really interested in seeing, well, how does that change the integrity of the art now? Instead right. of having to worry about, you know, somebody's approving it or funding it, you can fund it yourself, get it approved yourself, that may create some higher quality, more in-depth um, artistry overall. I think that it's beautiful because it's giving voices to the people that have been voiceless, you know, and that's something that we've been seeing dramatically um, all across, you know, for the for 2020. And I think that it's just, I think it's good. It's just giving a lot of different people voices. I think it's now, now, you may not know this, but I was actually uh, born in Aurora, Colorado. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, yes. Now, my, my parents were in, I guess it was the army. And so, yeah, they were in the army. And so we only stayed there for like a year or two. So I don't, I don't know anything about Colorado like that, but I am curious as someone who actually was around longer, what is Colorado like? What is the Denver area like uh, overall, if you are able to share with us? I, I have only been there for two years out of my life, so I'm curious. Yeah, so Denver is actually up and coming and really cool. I think a lot of people are moving here more and more. Um, and a lot of my friends, you know, they've like come back from college and they are living here now. Denver's cool. It's becoming more cultural and I like it a lot. I think that it's a good place to, I loved growing up here. I didn't realize that I loved growing up here until later, but it's beautiful. It's great for outdoors people, anyone who likes to kind of live that organic, like healthy life, but at the same time you get the city option. I am from Boulder, Colorado, and that is where my parents live, but I went to Denver School of the Arts, so I kind of claim both places. And Boulder is like Denver, but it's a smaller city. It's a college town, and it's more hippie, more Whole Foods, <laughs> more Patagonia. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down for that. More granola, <laughs> for sure. And I remember what you're saying, so do I think of myself as a brand? Um, yes, I did so yeah. yes, that was where I was trying to go. I did not originally, but I'm starting to now just because I want to start creating things that more have to do with like inspiring, entertaining and enriching people's souls and finding like-minded people that do the same. So now I'm starting to push more the brand aspect of 
that. And I think it's a good time for all artists to start kind of like really thinking about your brand because it's like, yes, sometimes you can get stuck in your brand, but also a brand gives you um, these kind of like boundaries, you know what I mean? Which I think that are good in helping figure out exactly what you want your voice to be. Great point. How much does social media allow in today's uh, day and age, allow for a brand to grow uh, more quickly than before? Well, I think that completely 100% it allows it to grow. Um, I mean, I've really been in the world where, you know, social media has been super prevalent, but I haven't, you know, um, really been around. Did you grow up? With, you didn't grow up with social media, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. okay. Um, yes. Yeah. I think when I remember like MySpace and like Tumblr, like I was okay. a huge fan of Tumblr when I was younger and then, you know, like transitioning to Instagram. But yeah, I think that we will start to see more social media platforms pop up. I think they might not be as successful as Instagram or TikTok. Um, but I'm working with this other, uh, it's like fashion and beauty um, app. And I've been, I started as their model, like I think maybe three years ago and they've been slowly like growing and I've just been watching it. Now it's like getting pretty, pretty popular. But I think that brands need social media now. It's just the way that um, I look up anything, you know, before buying a product or do it like before going to a restaurant, before staying in a hotel, like anything that we do, we immediately use social media. So it it's very important. And I understand that it can be toxic and some people don't really appreciate it. But I think that if you can use it to the best of your ability, it's um, so beneficial. Yeah, a lot of people, when, when you say social media, they immediately go to the toxic side of social media, not understanding that you can book your flight, you can book your hotel, you can book, you can get everything accomplished all within seconds, right, uh, right on your phone. They're, they don't see that part of social media because the only thing that's really being socialized is the exchange of money, uh, but also it's the exchange of information too, because you're getting access to the discounts and the different things in that particular city, the uh, the reviews on Yelp, all these different things are playing a part in uh, how you're digesting that city, how you're taking in your universe. So I think that's important for context when we say social media, it's bigger than just Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, cool, cool. Okay. Uh, before we um, let everybody know how they can collaborate with you and partner with you. Uh, just a couple last uh, topics that are on my mind. Okay, so we were talking earlier um, about uh, being able to be anywhere. How do you think this traveling thing is going to be moving forward? If you get an opportunity where you got to go out of the country, do you take that opportunity with all the things that are currently happening with travel or do you keep it to the States right now? What do you think in there? Uh, for myself personally or speaking sure. to? Uh, I think that with the vaccines, we're just going to start to see a lot of different, um, like, you know, things are going to start opening up. And I think that's cool. And I would, I like to be pretty nomadic. Um, so I would definitely go and travel. I think that just being as safe as you personally can 
is the most important thing. I mean, obviously we've seen so many debates between Republicans and Democrats and like how to solve this and people are making it so very political. Um, but I think that if you just focus on yourself and make sure you're so, like you're safe, then yeah. Do you, last question before we let everybody know how they can collaborate with you. Do you see yourself as a thought leader in this space? A thought leader? Yes, ma'am, a thought leader. That's interesting. Um, I would like to be disruptive in this space. Ooh, I would tell me more. I'd like to change people's minds. Um, like what I like to produce on social media, I guess, is not what like a typical girl would put on their social media. So I always like to, again, like try to inspire, entertain, but really like enrich people, um, you know, put a little bit of like education and knowledge and come from things at a different angle. A lot of my friends do perceive me to be a visionary. I think that's such a huge word. Um, and I wouldn't, I'm not exactly going to completely ever claim something until I've, I've done the thing. Okay. So, um, I would like to see how things go and how I progress and evolve in this space. Um, and hopefully change some people's minds and their souls. Well, if your friends are telling you that you are a visionary and as I'm talking to you, I'm sensing, um, a hint of thought leadership here. Um, <laughs> there may be a, 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 that may be confirmation that you've done the thing that you say you need confirmation on. You <laughs> may be that thought leader and that visionary because people are seeing that you're putting these different visions together. I mean, what else, what, what more proof do you need? <laughs> very, very true. I think okay. that if that's the next step, you know, it'll naturally organically come as the steps have come prior. But my mom, um, she is the president of the NAACP here in Colorado. So, you know, I, just being around people like her and then I've had mentors that have really expanded my ideas. So I think that if you're just in conversation and collaboration and community with people that can take you to the next levels, then really anything is possible. So perhaps. <laughs> Okay, I'll leave it there for now. Uh, how can people collaborate with you, partner with you, reach out to you for strategic partnerships? Yes, so um, Instagram is really my only form of social media uh, besides the other app that I was talking about. So you can find me there at soul.lorraine. And then my website as well is a great way to communicate with me and to email me. And that's just www.soullorraine.com. Awesome. Okay. Final thoughts for those out there who are multidiscipline. They're multidisciplined, but they've been told to go one way. Any advice, any feedback to those um, listening now? Yes. So figure out exactly what you want to say in the world. And then if there's a way that you can bridge all of your art forms or whatever they are together to become something unique that hasn't existed, that's also a great way. So a lot of the things that I do, it's like, yeah, I'll model, but I will model and dance, you know? So I recently just worked with Nike and it was great because 
I was dancing, but I was also modeling. So if you can find jobs or clients that allow you to put them together, I think that's when you're just set and you know what you want to do. Um, I was reading this book recently from Jay Shetty. It's called Think Like a Monk. And I love Jay Shetty. I've been following him for a while. But he was saying how he was a monk, you know, and he went and a whole meditation process. But when he decided to come back into society, he took, you know, um, he informed the fact that he's been a monk. But then he also took the fact that he hasn't been a monk and put them together and then displayed them to people. And then he also used social media to do that. And nobody else has done that. So if you can figure out a way to collectively put all of your talents together and make a cohesive product, there you go. I'm definitely gonna pick up uh, the book. I'll let you know what I think about it. I appreciate you stopping by Black Equity. The doors are open. Anytime you wanna come back, continue the conversation, any new initiatives, or any um, thought pieces that you want to uh, bring to the platform, please, please, please feel free to come back. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.